At JCPenney, we know you miss us, and we miss you. So, what if we said we had a store that's open all day, every day? We do. It's JCP.com or the JCPenney app. Need a swimsuit? We've got them. Something new and cute for summer? Look no further. Exclusive JCPenney brands plus your favorite national brands? Yes and yes. Check our site for the latest coupons. And when you spend $49 or more, standard shipping is free. JCPenney. Exclusions apply. See JCP.com for details. So, we are still drinking local beverages, and I say beverages because I know you three are drinking beers, but I am not. So, David, what are you drinking? So, I've got the uh, Blacklist Cray Hazy. Blacklist is in Duluth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a great New England-style IPA. Uh, it's 8%, so it's got a little kick to it. Um in our first attempt at this recording, I mentioned how the first time I drank this, I uh, was not eating anything that day, and I quickly downed it, and I realized, woof, that was a heavy beer. Um, it's really good, uh, not crazy hoppy. Uh, it's it's a little juicy, uh, but not over the top if you're not a big juicy fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's really good, uh, really great product. Yeah, I was gonna say you mentioned Blacklist from Duluth. Do you has that is that new to stores around here in the metro area at least? So I don't know that I've seen it outside of the last maybe I don't know five six months. This is the first four pack I ever bought of it. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. It's funny because when you mentioned you had bought you had bought that, I, I another friend of mine had just said, "Oh, I saw this new beer in the store, and I decided to try it." I'm like, "Oh, what is it?" Blacklist. I'm like, "Oh." Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, because I I mean the brewery might have been around for a while, but it's the first I've seen it around here, I guess. Um I again I'm not trying to one up you because when David texted this message, I was saying back when I lived in Rockford, which was over six years ago, the blacklist was in stores, but it was only in the seven fifty bottles. Uh, they weren't in cans okay. yet. So I think I picked up a couple of them back then. And it was Good stuff, but of course their selection was they had like to get two things. That was it. One was a farmhouse ale because it was all like the stuff from Europe type of thing, and I think another one was a black cherry. Maybe what you're drinking right now, David. But it was in 750 milliliter bottles because I think craft brewing really hadn't started. I mean, we had Surly and we had Summit, but they just started to come out. So okay. Well, um, you are you're a one upper then. You are trying to be a one. I'm not a one upper, <laughs> but you know what? That's saying. okay. You know, it's been around for a while. It's it's always one of those things. You don't need the qualifier. We know what's coming. I don't want to one up you, but I'm not trying to one up anybody. Right, right. <laughs> but I hey, I will say this. I I think it's great. 
in the sense that now we have just another reason, another excuse, not that we need one to maybe venture up north in Minnesota later on in the summer or the fall and right. do a podcast in the woods. Well, yep. now I, I've been thinking about this and it's not going to happen this year because of the coronavirus and all this bullshit. But next summer, what I was thinking is they do have a minor league soccer team up there. Is it Duluth FC? Duluth there, right? FC. Exactly right. So could we not go to a Duluth FC game and go to a couple brewers? I mean, come on. Yeah, we like could I go said, to, we, could just... we could we could go to Blacklist up there before the game and do some X throwing before the game. So yeah, kind of cool. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do an X throwing for those for those who didn't for uh, for those who didn't hear us in the first try. They uh, they do do X throwing in the back of Blacklist Brewing. Yeah. It, Kind of a Which, like I said, is, I don't yeah. know, at a brewery, come on, that's kind of a little bit crazy, right? Yeah. Get a little drunk. I've thrown it after drinking. I've thrown at a hatchet. I have never actually thrown a full-size axe, but I've thrown hatchets. And I just wonder how the two compare, because I've seen some bad videos on YouTube of axes bouncing all the way back. And uh, yeah. I feel like I've got the hatchet down after a couple cold ones, but I'm not sure I could handle the axe. I just don't know. First time for everything. I've I've thrown a shoe. Mm. I mean, that's very disrespectful. I've thrown a dart. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've thrown darts with drinking. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Connor, I think you're drinking. Let me think here. Uda pills, aren't you? Yes. Oh Oudipils. my goodness, you got it. It's so like I have deja vu. Do that. It's weird. A small fraction of the can, and you notice knew what he was drinking. That's impressive. Yep. Or it's yep. like we did this before. It's like we right, yeah. I know it's so weird, but it's <laughs> the, yes, it's the it's uh, you're very perceptive. Oudipils Tall Tales American IPA, and uh, you know it's it's great. This is the first time I've ever had it, and it's uh, it's six point eight percent alcohol, uh, and it kind of reminds me of the whole West Coast IPA vibe. And I love the West Coast style of IPAs. So this yeah. is right up my alley here. There you go. See, yeah. guys, I got that ESPN. See, ESPN. <laughs> the ESPN. <laughs> uh, Dave, what are you drinking? I am drinking the old One-Eye Strawberry Edition. And oh, yes. uh, I think some of you have had this before. But basically, this is, this is from Insight Brewing. Uh, where we recorded our last brewery podcast, but uh, I didn't have the old one eye when I was there, and so I thought this would be a good chance to try it. And it is delicious. And the um, the strawberry edition uh, is is perfect because it's not too fruity, it's not overwhelming, but it's just extremely refreshing. It's a good spring summer beer, easy drinking. I think uh, I mentioned last podcast that uh, I I did not have the um, the Imperial Stout from 10K Brewing that I was planning on having because that was 10.6. But the beers that I were drink was drinking, they were in the seven to eight range and recording at noon with no breakfast. They kind of hit me a little harder than I thought. So I went with more of a crushable, you know, blonde ale from Insight and I am not disappointed. Good stuff, man. Uh, you guys all have beers. I finished mine because we already did this once. Um, I finished mine from the vodka from Skull. Skullvin in uh, Brooklyn Park, of course. Uh, I was going to say before, that artwork on the bottle looks a lot like the artwork from Steven's uh, can over there. Do they get the same? A little bit. They might have the same contortunist. 
Yeah. The same cartoonist, maybe. I don't know. It yeah. looks a little. It looks a little the same. It does. Yeah. Well, it's 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 very Minnesotan. I, I yeah, can give it yeah. that. So, so they're of course a local distillery. They not only have vodka, they've got Akavi. Uh, I think they have gin, uh, some other stuff. But the the this wheat they use is uh, locally grown wheat, so it's good stuff. But because I'm done with that now, guys, I can switch on to what I picked up from Omni the other day. Oh, you're gonna drink that, huh? This, boys and girls, is the Garve sauce. Mitch Garver, the Minnesota Twins. Oh. Collaboration. Now, the difference between this Garve sauce and any others, there's only 100 of these made of this one. He signed these. He signed 100 of them. I was lucky enough to grab one of the 100. They They were gone within, like, I think 15 minutes is what they told me. So I got the signed Garve sauce. It is a cerveza. Uh, because Garver is from Mitch is from I think New Mexico or something like that, so uh, it's a Mexican lager in collaboration with uh, Mitch Garver Garve Sauce. To honor uh, Mitch's New Mexico roots, we use Comet hops that have Neo Mexicanus lineage, but come of age in Minnesota, kind of like Garve Sauce at Mighty Axe Hop Farms. Play ball. So hmm. I'm gonna drink that action. And, uh, and I got to say, you're lucky, Tony. I mean, you 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 mentioned to a few of us when you uh, bought that. Was it Tuesday earlier this week? And uh, you had mentioned in a tech group text, and I actually went, you know, to uh, Omni's website to try and get myself one of those as well, the yeah. autograph version. And yep. uh, sadly, it was, you know, I think you texted us, and shortly thereafter, I, maybe a half hour after I went online, and nope, they mm-hmm. were all sold out. I think they only had a hundred of them available. So. It did, and the proceeds. I mean, they were an extra couple bucks to get the signed one. Uh, proceeds from the signed ones went to a COVID Minnesota COVID relief fund, which you know is for charity. Um, and they limited it to one per person, so you couldn't go and grab like ten of them, try to sell them. Uh, but it's a good cause, and we're of course we're kind of we're Omni fans because we did our first podcast at a brewery at Omni, and we've done numerous podcast on me before and those guys are great um they are to tell you the truth those guys are going gangbusters they've they're selling a lot out of their store they've got a whole nice way to get in and get out they're doing delivery within five miles um they and of course they're selling in stores so they're doing a great thing right now so Garsas mexican vlogger let me try it here oh, i am 0.9 mm. miles outside of their delivery I know. You know what's funny, Sterling, is I wanted them to deliver to my my work because I'm actually going to the office most days. I'm at 5.1 miles away from their damn place. Mm. But it doesn't matter because it's on my way home anyway. So, So, Tony, it looks like you had a nice head on that beer. But uh, so so for those of us that can't get the autograph version, is it still worth our time to go up there, even if we're outside of the delivery zone, to get one? A it is. Version, so. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a Mexican, it's a Mexican like a, style beer. It's like a like Corona. A Bud Light Lime. I, I don't know. I, like I, like I stay away from the Modelo. I stay away from the Corona. I try mm-hmm. and get to, I go with Bud well, Light Lime now. It's not really, I mean, it's, I don't know what the percentages are. Oh, 5.2%. So it's, it's oh. a drinker. Yeah. And of course they did come out with it for, it was a Cinco de Mayo. This was the day it came out with Cinco de Mayo. Oh, very so, cool. Tuesday. It was in Cinco de Mayo. That was Taco Tuesday as well. So, I mean, yes, it was. That's right. Yeah. And we could maybe point out that the current virus that has 
place us in home is yeah. the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's why I think I, I, I made that little quip about, I try and avoid Corona. I like the Bud Light Lime, but of course yeah. I was doing that all in jest, of course. Well, it's, you know, and again, that I've now, this is the second time I purchased three uh, crawlers from Omni. And uh, this time I did put a tip in there and I put a little message saying, Hey, cheers from the lunacy podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. We'll get back out there at some point. Um, just like every other brew we've been to. I mean, we want to get back out there at some point. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. I do want to talk a little bit about breweries because I know we had talked about it in the first thing, the first time we did this uh, breweries right now are, you know, they're, they're having problems. A lot of them are having issues. Uh, I know in, uh, Invictus is having some issues right now with uh, their sales and stuff. Um, what people don't understand is, not only do they sell in their breweries, they sell to restaurants, which right now are not doing anything. And they also do, some of them do distribution to liquor stores. Well, in liquor stores, people aren't buying the uh, local breweries because it's more expensive. They're buying the low cost brands, the Mickle and Lights, the Coors Lights, the Schlitzes, the Bush Lights, that type of stuff. So they're getting hit in many different places. Um, so uh, the Minnesota state legislator is going to put a bill out here shortly that's going to allow breweries to sell six packs and four packs in their breweries a lot of these breweries are already doing six packs and four packs they can't sell it in their brewery because of stupid laws they wanted to get it passed when restaurants were allowed to sell six packs and bottles of wine but it didn't get passed that time so they're trying to get it passed this time so if you're listening to this podcast you know call your legislator i've already called mine and said hey vote for this let our breweries sell whatever the heck they want to Put a time limit on it. I don't care. When things go back to normal, you can go back to your archaic ways of doing liquor sales in this state. But at least let the breweries sell all their beers because breweries are dumping their beers right now, left and right. Um, And this podcast would not be around the way it is now without local breweries because we do our podcasts at local breweries. And we, you know, we love to do it out there. Those they're great hosts. We get some people out there. We market their beers, you know this podcast wouldn't be around the way it is without local breweries. So get out there and tell people you want them to be able to sell those beers in their breweries. And, and, you know, you think about it from a waste perspective, you know, every time they, they dump beer, think about how much waste is created. I mean, all that water that went into doing the beer, all of that grain, Mm -hmm. all the hops, that's a lot of money that just went right down the drain Yep. Yep. Oh, no. And, and I mean, there's far less toxic uh, things out there than beer, but I mean, it is an environmental concern as well. I mean, and so if they can avoid doing that, it's, it, yeah. it's, it, they should because, yeah. and, and Tony, you, you mentioned it. I mean, hopefully, you know, if there's good and there will be, you know, let's say good things to come of this pandemic, you know, ways that we can evolve and get better as a society, maybe, maybe those archaic laws that you mentioned will be one of those things that kind of get pushed away, pushed aside for, yeah. forever. so yeah. I hope so. I mean, I hope so because our laws here, I, I know I've seen on Twitter and Facebook, people are like, I came to Minnesota for vacation and I saw their archaic freaking brewery and beer laws. I'm like, you know, in Colorado, we don't have to do this shit. They can sell whatever the heck they want to. It's no big deal. I think, I think, you know, I think Minnesota might be the only state where you can't buy beer in a grocery store. It yeah, used to, Colorado so. used to be the same way, yep. um, but yeah, if, right. if yeah. Colorado has since changed their law, I think either early this year or late last year, they've changed the law. So we're getting, 
At least we now have Sunday sales, but uh, we're still lagging behind most of the country. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So on that, uh, let's get off that sad note. And again, I want everybody listening to this, support your local breweries. I know a lot of you are. I know we are. Uh, But get out there. Buy a three-pack of Crowlers from a brewery every week or every two weeks. Get out there. Tell them you appreciate them. Give them some love because when they open back up, if they open back up, it's because of what we're doing right now. So um, do that for those breweries. But let's move on to some sports talk, guys, because the Bundesliga has opened back up. Well, we'll be opening up here in about a week, I think. Um, so they are the first, one of the first sports leagues in the world to open back up. I know this uh, Korean uh, baseball league has opened back up. Uh, so the Bundesliga has opened back up. Uh, and we got to now talk about John Andruski because he's German and he loves the Bundesliga. So there's his mention for the day. Um, but when this opens up, this will kind of be a litmus test of how other major leagues can open up. I mean, South Korea has already done with that with baseball and you've seen how that's been going and it's going to be going pretty well. Now the Bundesliga is going to open up, and La Liga in France, I think, is opening up in June. So we have some leagues to kind of look at to see how things in the United States can happen when they decide to open up. Yeah, and they've kind of – the Bundesliga, you know, they I think they, they've played – a majority of the teams have played 25 matches. There's a couple that have played 24. They have 34 games in their season. So they only have, you know, nine – in most cases, nine matches left to play. It's in some cases a little bit more than that, but – uh so, I mean, I think that they're kind of, they want to, I don't know if, you know, at least they, they have a smaller window to finish their season and make it, maybe it makes it easier for them. I think, unfortunately for John, for Eintracht Frankfurt, this might be a season he wishes they could forget. They're sitting way down in 12th currently, but uh, at least they're safe from relegation at the moment. So, And I was going to wear my Dortmund jersey. However, uh, COVID-19 had other thoughts. And I have apparently grown out of that jersey over the last two months. Whoops. Um, which is disheartening for myself. Um, so I, I did not wear it. And then I was going to bring it down and at least show it. And then I forgot to. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's, yeah. I mean, we're pumping the Bundesliga and we should. I mean, we're excited mm-hmm. to have hopefully live soccer come back to us. I know, you know, Korean baseball. I've, I've mm-hmm. watched a couple matches already. I have. Yeah. Replays. I haven't gotten up at one in the morning to watch live, but it's ESPN. ESPN actually did a great job. I mean, they were broadcasting these matches live at one a.m. Yep. Fortunately, they showed a replay. They'll they'll show replays in the afternoon. At least the couple games that I watched. And uh, but it's just it's just fun to see. It's fun to watch. A, like like I mentioned last podcast, it was nice to get out in the golf course. And like this week, it was just nice to see some live sports. And I think mm-hmm. you know, as we sit here a week from today. If we can watch a live soccer match, you know, it's just, it's just thrilling, actually. It's, you know, little steps, but it's a step. Right. It'll be, it'll be nice. Normalcy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Feel good. So, Bundesliga starts here in a week. Um, And now we have some rumors, of course, for American sports, United States. Um, Some big rumors coming out of the NBA and MLB. Uh, NHL, I think, is just going to shut down. I don't think they're going to have a plan. They really can't have a plan uh, because they require ice time and all the other stuff. And that's kind of, you know, that throws a kind of wrench in the whole gears there works. But MLB is proposing to start on July 1st, which, David, I think we talked about this before. 
in terms of uh, teams, United States starting around July 4th, yeah. Independence Day, doing that whole thing. Yeah. Um, so MLB has said they're starting uh, July 1st. Their whole deal is they want to play games in their own stadiums. They have to get approval from the governors to allow them to do that without fans, of course. Uh, and, of course, they're going to have to have some sort of plan about travel and who's in there, who's out, all that type of stuff. So they're working on that. The, the, the craziest one that I've seen is the NBA because their proposal is to play at Disney World. Have every team in the league stay at Disney World because Disney World is closed. Stay there. ESPN already has a, uh, a whole area there with basketball courts that's set up for live TV because they've televised things before and to play the rest of their games and the playoffs at Disney world and kind of a Disney world type of bubble. And they have the, yeah, it's ESPN wide world of sports. I've actually never mm-hmm. gone there, but I've heard of it and it's a big facility. They, they, you know, they broadcast some of their sports center specials there, you know, previewing events and whatnot. I also heard that, you know, they were considering two venues, both Florida in Orlando there and, and Las Vegas as well, because obviously they have the infrastructure in Las Vegas because of their G league, you know, they do developmental league. They don't, I don't think they want to do Vegas because it's sin city. I don't think they want to have that out there. They have to be very careful about what they, when these leagues start, they'd be very careful about what they're showing here. Showing your league at or in Orlando at the magic kingdom is oh happy days happy days yeah showing it in or in las vegas is like uh strippers and gambling well i mean since i mean las vegas is you know they now have an nhl franchise there they're going to have yes. a NFL team there they do yes also i mean they're kind of evolving in that sense but but uh, it's where you start from right now because i'm telling it, you people are gonna be pissed off no matter when these leagues start i will um yeah I, I will say, and like Tony is a good point, and it's in, it's an interesting point, and and the reason the NBA the NBA seems to have a much more pessim, pessimistic view compared to say MLS and Major League Baseball, and maybe that's because of the sport. Maybe it's because of you know the close contact, physical sweating, you mm-hmm. know, up and down that court nature of the game. But I mean, they're very pessimistic, and they they mentioned things. They had a a conference call with all the players and the commissioner. And yep. some, you know, some of the biggest concerns was, you know, about traveling, you know, mm-hmm. tra- you know, they play a game in a city and then the next night they'll play in a different city and a different city. Right. So they are a little bit concerned about the travel across the country, back and forth, back and forth, literally where at least sports like MLS, you're talking weekly travel, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a couple games a match or even with major league baseball, at least you're, set up for three or four days in one city at a time. But yeah, yeah right. you know, travel does bring a little more complication into it because you can't contain, you can't, um, you know, you can't control everything as easy. And that's why I think the NBA is going down that path of maybe thinking about it in two locations. It's weird to think about, but yeah, I don't know. And I, I don't think they know, they don't know. And I don't think no. they're very optimistic about that plan. They're just thinking about a plan. Yeah. And they have to because at, at some point they either have to say we're going to continue the season and go into the playoffs or we're going to cancel the whole season. I mean, there there's a point here. They I, I know they talked about pushing it back until October, November, that type of thing. But, I mean, 
how far can you push some of these leagues well, back? Yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, there, there's there's pressure from fans to get started again. There's well, there's pressure from the ownership. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about huge financial losses. We probably can't mm-hmm. even comprehend the money that these teams are losing and the league itself. But then again, there, like you said, it there's pr- the. I think the calendar is going to put pressure on these teams as well because before you know it, you're going to be talking about next season, not this season, but next season. So the calendar is actually going to put more pressure to get the season started than, you know, anything else. Let's switch to MLS because we've heard rumors from all these different leagues in the United States. I mean, NFL is going forward. Like there's no coronavirus whatsoever. I mean, they're pretty much, they've said, but we have a schedule for next year. They came out with it on Friday. If they have to cancel some games, they cancel some games, but they are going forward like there's they're a steamroller and they don't give a shit about coronavirus anyways. MLS has been the only league, major league in the United States that hasn't really had any rumors yet. I mean, we do have the fact that they have started some individual workouts in certain cities. They're allowed to do that. Yep. But not every team is doing it, and we have heard nothing about what their plans are if they're going to continue the season. So... My question is, when is it going to happen, and why are we not seeing any rumors about it? You know, well, I, the date right I, now is the date right now is still June eighth, but I don't think that's going to happen just because of all the pre- preparation that has to go into mm-hmm. the games, and it's just not realistic right now. Yeah, and, and for context, so that June eighth, you know, date that Connor threw out there. I mean that that has not changed since the, the last update from MLS, which was on April 17th. Yeah. So we're at least talking three weeks ago, three and a half weeks ago, and that has not changed. So, yeah. you know, and not even all, not all the clubs haven't returned to training, right. you know, mm-hmm. because of uh, local regulations and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I did I, actually based on, in- based on what we're seeing though, um, across, across the country, uh, I've been paying really close attention to the political side of it. I think that June 8th is still a pretty, a pretty health, quote unquote, healthy uh, expectation to return because mm-hmm. most of the states are really starting to open up. I mean, even here in Minnesota where we're, you know, we don't really know what we're doing. Um, they're still making motions to open up. You yeah. know, they're not, they're, they're set still on May 18th as the return as opening <clears throat> that may be pushed out. I think it will be until mm-hmm. real day. But I, I think that overall, most states are kind of starting to move in that general direction of opening up fully. I, again, I don't think that means we're going to see fans in the stands, but I think it's going to be a point where where you're going to see the states allow games with empty stadiums. Yeah. And I think it speaks volumes to the uh, lack of lack of pull MLS has, <laughs> you know, I mean, like Tony, you said the NFL is going on like nothing's ever happened because they well, can't, they're, they're they, can't. they have the luxury. Their first game isn't until like September 8th, you know, well, so they're, yeah. they're, they're still four months out. And, so. and, but the thing is, is there, there's such a huge economic pull for mm. NFL that I think States would governments will crumble to just yeah. allow them to do what they need to do. That's right. Um, I think MLS doesn't MLS have that. Is, it just no one cares about MLS. No, MLS doesn't have that. And the other thing too is, I, I don't think we will see. I, I mean, I think you guys are all agree with me here. 
I don't think we're going to see MLS games this year with fans in the stands at all. No. Why not? Because no. you're going to have states that are going to say, okay, we're cool with you having fans in the stands. And we're going to have other states who are going to say, I mean, let's take an example of Minnesota. We have Timmy Walls, who's got his little dials. His little dials turn up and down depending on what's going on, right? And the last part of the dial is is big sporting events and concerts. Yep. Do you think he's going to turn that dial all the way up by the time the season is wrapping up? Hell no. Yeah, and he, I mean, even if he had a light switch, you know, even if you just switched it back on, I mean, yeah, that that bring that's a good point because let's say it would be an unfair advantage, even if conditions here in Minnesota say were better than New York, of course. But it's an unfair advantage if New York is traveling here, has to play in front of an audience, you know, you know, fans, whether that's a, a half full stadium or what. But then say when Minnesota traveled to New York, if they have, you know, if they play in an empty stadium, an empty stadium. that's an unfair competitive advantage. You almost, so. you almost have to say we're going to go through the season without fans unless things change across the country. We're going to have no fans whatsoever. Um, and you bring up MLB, it's a good point I forgot to bring up, Dave, is the fact that MLB is even talking about, you know, extending the season out and then playing playoff games and World Series games in a neutral site. Right. Because if Minnesota made the playoffs, you're not playing baseball at Target Field in November. Nope. You could. Have, you so, mean, you, so good, in, but. <laughs> a neutral site like my, you know, is, it's probably a safe bet. The season hasn't even started yet, so I don't want to speculate on Major League Baseball futures. But uh, yeah. you know, it might be safe to assume that, say, Miami, for example, mm-hmm. or Tampa Bay, will not end up in the World Series. And if they don't, that could technically be a neutral site for teams. Yeah, to play I mean, right. and we have, we have to think about this from MLS's point of view too. I mean, MLS, do they really want Northern teams playing in November and December? On their home fields. Well, let's put it this way: like um, the, the Allianz Field um, is that that stadium is more or less built. I mean, they could play year-round soccer there. They the, could. The biggest, the biggest difficulties would be snowfall. The winters moving that snow, but uh, well, and also technically, um, Chicago could now play year-round. Yeah, in Soldier yeah. Field, they have the heated. Turf. They do, yeah. Well, look at the Revolution. They're up in uh, Boston where they're playing in Gillette Stadium. Mm-hmm. Wide open. Yep. Well, I so, guess I mean, as far as the elements are concerned, we're Minnesota and Minnesota United. They're probably in the worst position in, yeah. as as far as climate is concerned. I mean, we. I mean, Chicago is a little bit milder. But what about Vancouver? I mean, you got Vancouver. Seattle can Vancouver, close their Toronto. stadium. Up. Toronto, yeah. I mean, yeah. you have stadiums. I don't know if they have heating capabilities. You're not talking about heating the field, though. You're talking about how cold it gets and the weather conditions. So MLS would have to come up with something that said, you know, are we going to play neutral site games at the end of the season? Are we going to play in our actual stadiums? I, there's a lot of things to work out here, depending yeah. on when they start, you know? Yeah, you know, I've, I have heard another report that uh, it, it, I don't think this is – I think this is just kind of speculation that's going around it. But they, I have heard a report that uh, – the MLS was considering playing the rest of the season at three designated sites around the yeah. country yep. and just having all the teams play there. And that's I, another thing too. You could do that. I think that's a little bit more realistic because then it just takes, you know, the, the travel out of the equation. And I think they're calling these 
potential games like studio games, you know, where they play behind mm-hmm. closed doors at neutral sites. And I, I, yep. I mean, I think as far we're talking about, let's get going, let's start again. I think that's probably the most realistic option. Well, then you get, take, you take all the local governments out of the case too. All you need is three local governments to say, go for it. Like Florida has done for UFC and WWE and all the other shit. All they have to say is that, yeah, we're cool with that. So you don't have to get Minnesota's governor, Timmy, to say, yeah, the dial, I don't don't know, you know? So I think MLS will come out with something here in the next couple of weeks, but it's just funny to see all these other leagues saying, we're going to do this, here's rumors, talking to people, and MLS is like nothing. I mean, we have seen absolutely nothing from them. Yep. Silence. Dead silence. No, I mean, yeah, like they, they, th- yeah, April 17th was their last official statement. Now they've had just recently here this week, they've had conversations, but it's very, like Connor, you know, mentioned, it's, they're very, they're a bit vague. You know, they haven't laid mm-hmm. out a plan. No. It's nice to, it's nice to see the teams that can are back to training, you know, individually. It's quite a procedure. I actually watched a video on MLS.com about how they're doing that. Yeah. They divide the field into four quadrants and mm-hmm. they have like stations where they get their temperature checked and then they allow one player on at a time and then the next. But it, hey, it's a step and they're going to keep making these steps. And I think at least we can be a bit optimistic with that regard. We're not completely shut down. They're moving in the right direction. But uh, yeah. yeah, it'll and be interesting. Again, we're coming up to where I mean, we're getting to the point where people are getting, getting stir crazy. They want to see some sports. Even even Timmy said in his last news conference, I want to see sports played. I want to see things happening. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. But the issues, of course, are you have 50 different governors and governments doing 50 different things. Um, and sports leagues have to go along with whatever those governors say. Right. You know, so we'll see what happens. Um that would be a good time because we did post this on Twitter and Facebook. We have a little giveaway. We have $50, $50 to the lab. That's a lot of money. That is. is a lot of money. Which would have been a lot. Pints. Think about this, guys. If, 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 if True North Elite and the people got, people are still going there before the games, I mean, that would have been a big thing right now. You can still get yeah, beer man. from there. Uh, but Connor has a little – we call it a little quiz. He's got the $50 gift card right there. The dog gift card right here. Yep. A little quiz. Uh, Connor's going to go into it right now. Yeah. So uh, basically what, uh, we'll, what we've got here, we've got the $50 gift card right here. And uh, I'm gonna, we're going to put out a little trivia question for you here for all our listeners here. Um, it's just one question. And, the, and just post on our Twitter page. Uh, what is it like 40? Did we set aside 48 hours? Uh, 48 hours. 48 hours right? so we should probably do DMS, right? Because, um, yeah, I could do DMS. Cause otherwise people could just repeat it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. DMS. Yeah. yeah. DM us. DMs. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. DM the lunacy podcast on Twitter and, uh, with the, with the right answer to our trivia question. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you'll have 48 hours from when this is posted to submit your right answer. Uh, a winner will be chosen at random to send the the gift card to. And here's the, did I miss anything? I, I don't. Oh, think we I will, anything. and then we will we will announce the winner on our Twitter page. 
Yes. So we will announce that person. We will give you some props. There you go. So Connor. Maybe when all of this gets back, we'll invite them out to be a participant in the. Yeah. Participant. And we'll buy you. Oh, here's another thing. Crazy idea, guys. When this thing gets all done, you get a $50 gift card, but we'll also invite you to a podcast and we'll buy you your beers during that podcast. We'll we'll set a limit to that, of course. Well, like right. two or three, two or th- yeah. But so this, this, this is a big deal, right? You know, that's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's our first ever get giveaway. Oh, mm-hmm. Did we lose Stevens? He's gone. We we just no, you didn't. You didn't lose oh. me. Oh, okay. Image. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is exciting. And I let's just bring it up. Like, uh, am I the only person in this group here that has not been to the lab? I've I have not. Okay, because it's I was it's only on, but it never worked out. Yeah, I think obviously we were going to go there eventually, yeah. but uh, it's Opening just a light day. rail. It's yeah. just what is it? Three light rail stops from Allianz. Yeah, uh, Something if you're going like that. West. Yeah, it's right off of 280 and University over there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. All right. So here's the trivia question, everybody. Who in the in, ML, in Minnesota United's MLS history? Who was the first player to get both a goal and an assist in the same game? Ooh, very good. I'll say that again for our listeners here. In Minnesota United's MLS history, who was the first player to get a goal and an assist in the same game? So a Minnesota United player. Just Minnesota United player, yes. Yes. Yep. So DM us your answers. Uh, we will, uh, and once we post this podcast onto Spotify or wherever you want to listen to, uh, we'll you'll have forty eight hours to DM us your answers, and then mm-hmm. we will choose a winner at random, mm-hmm. and you'll be getting this baby right here. Yeah, and right. no cheating, no using the internet to look up an answer or anything. Just well, come that's on. a great. That is a great question because I feel like I've been following the game so closely, mm-hmm. but I can't off the top of my head. I can't think of the answer. I mean, I have a few guesses, but I, I do not know the answer for sure off the top of my head. So yep. I, I had to look it up, actually. I didn't know the answer either. <laughs> okay. I'd just be curious without – I don't want to spoil it. Well, we won't spoil it. It'll just be interesting to know, like, you know, not that we have to say, but, it, you know, they have to say, but, uh, when, you know, when this occurred. Did it occur in the third match, the, you know, eighth match? You know, right. did it happen in last year? I don't. Connor, can you text us the answer? Yes. Yeah. That's the that. answer. Yeah, I, I want to know what that is. I have some ideas, but... Yeah, yeah. I, I think I know who it is, but I am probably yeah. wrong. Well, yeah. that's exciting. Yeah, thanks, Connor, for not only supplying that yeah. lab and uh, coming up with that great trivia question. It's uh, pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. Who I thought it was. It is not yeah. Demidoff. It was one of the two. <laughs> well, Tony, spoiler alert. Like, don't, don't, let's not, not rule out. It is not Demidoff. Damn it. It was right. one of the two people that I thought it might be. But yeah. well, I... At least that will eliminate all of the listeners that just wanted to listen to the podcast <laughs> until we announced the giveaway and then stop listening. So Right. If you guys, here's a hint. You guys put Demidoff in there. It is not Demidoff. Sorry. <laughs> That, that's our only hint. He's on the Mount Rushmore of Minnesota United. Oh, wait, actually, he's not. You know, oh, no. should we should we bring that up real quick right now? He was on that, my uh, Mount Rushmore. The Mount Rushmore. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and I, extra, we all extra time did decide it, by the way. 
they they did do Minnesota's in the last couple of weeks. They and did. that's what I that's what I wanted to bring up. I know we had talked about it on our last podcast who we thought personally should be on that Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. And uh did who who was it that actually I mean it was I went on mls.com and looked at this but was it what group did this? So uh, they picked who extra time picked you mean? Yeah. Extra time yeah, that's what I was looking time. for. Extra yeah. time picked. Yeah, I can uh, tell you for So they for picked minutes, uh yeah, for Minnesota, they they picked uh, Darwin Quintero, uh, Christian Ramirez, Miguel Ibarra, and Ike Opara. Yeah, which seems pretty fair unless you're David Sterling, I guess. But uh, I don't even I th- remember <laughs> who I picked. Who did I, I think pick? we were? I think we were all. You picked Demidov for one of you, them. Well, you, yeah, right. you, picked, you did pick Demidov. <laughs> you went with Demidov, and you had actually the biggest problem with Miguel Ibarra, who was Connor's mm-hmm. pick, and and you know that had a good reason because didn't you know he had the Ibarra had the most games played. For Minnesota United, I think that was the stat that kind of put him on there. And then Darwin Quintero was kind of the... Well, the first superstar. Yeah. The first DP that we got. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, you had... I I fully support their decision. Yeah. Well, you had to go with Ramirez. I think it's pandering to the masses, but... Of course it is. is, And it is interesting. I do... I do like how, I mean, we, we agreed when we were talking about this during our last podcast. I mean, we all agreed that really, to be fair, in the short history of MLS, as far as Minnesota United is concerned, they really should have had a player from the 2019 season that was part of the huge success. And I think, you know, we, I think, was it Tony or, or Connor that threw out, um, so one of us threw out uh, Vito Minone. I threw which, That was Sterling, yeah. I thought. Yeah, and but then oh, he went into his Demidov rant. But anyway, bottom line is I think it was fair that they at least chose one player from the 2019 season that played a huge role yeah. in the success that the team had last year. So that was a good pick, you know, somebody on the back line, you know, and, and played yeah. very well. And he was way, an all-star last year, wasn't he? So, yeah. By the way, they didn't even give Vito Minone a shout on that uh, podcast. So what the hell? That was kind of weird. Right. Yeah, I, they, all he did was win goalkeeper of the year. I mean, right. Uh, I mean, goalkeeper in team history. He literally put us in, uh, in the in the seed that we were in fourth seed. That's right. Saved yeah. that one PK mm-hmm. against Dallas. Right. Against and Dallas. Ultimately, yeah. I mean, put us up another notch. Right. Yep. Yeah. That that's a that's great that you bring up that game against Dallas because I've been watching a few of the classic uh, rematches on Fox Sports One that they've been put up, and I think it was just a couple of weeks ago they did they replayed that Dallas match and I watched that in in its entirety even though yeah. you could catch it all in the last oh what ten minutes of the broadcast exactly yeah yeah it was it was pretty fun to watch again though it really was and yeah. I, I mean just I, you know going back and what we were talking about last year is there's no doubt about it. I'm going to miss Vito. I really am. I mean, confident in Sean Miller and I'm glad that they have the back line in relatively intact, but Vito is going to be missed here for sure. Yes, he is. Yeah. I miss him already. <laughs> um, so contest out of the way, uh, Connor, do you have history back? I do. I um, I couldn't finish the entire calendar yet, but I did manage to get the couple, last couple weeks. So I was going to say yeah. a lot, couple weeks is plenty. I was going to say there'd be a lot of time that we've, yeah. we've missed since our last actual match. So, yep. So uh, so yeah, let's let's read off some here. Um, 
So we're, let's go back to, you know what? I'm going to go back to the 24th because that's kind of a, that's a big day in Minnesota soccer history because that was the day, April 24th was the first day, the day of the first ever Minnesota kicks match. Um, and it was at San Jose earthquakes. And unfortunately we lost it for two. Um, but uh, that's uh, yeah, that was the, that was the day soccer came to Minnesota. What year was that? Did 1976. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I don't remember that, but uh, that explains that. Uh, let's move forward to, oh, you know what? There's something else that happened on the 24th, uh, 1977. Uh, the kicks lost at Vancouver Whitecaps, 1-0. It's funny that, so the earthquakes and the Whitecaps still have their names. Yeah. Yeah. From back in the seventies, the earthquakes, of course, were originally, you know, kind of a afterthought after they moved. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Restarted, yeah. I'm yeah. still pissed that Cleveland isn't the steamers. I'm still pissed about that. <laughs> and St. Louis is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, actually, I've got a couple new names to belt out at you guys this um, uh, this one. So we're gonna move forward to April 25th. Uh, 1981, the kicks lost at Vancouver Whitecaps, 1-0. Um, 1986, the Strikers uh, lose game one of the semifinal playoff series at the Cleveland Force, uh, 5-2. And then, uh, oh, here we go. Um, So before I read out this next one, I want to give a shout-out to Chris Lidholm. He helped me. Uh, get a lot of the thunder stats. Uh, so because yeah. I, I couldn't find, I couldn't find a lot of uh, thunder stats online. So Chris Lidholm helped me out a lot with that. So thank you, Chris. Uh, 1998, uh, April 25th, the Thunder lose at the California Jaguars two one. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. let's go back here. California, ja- do they have Jaguars in California? I died. I, I think they play on the soccer field. Yeah, I mean, you know, California's kind of wide-ranging climate, so I feel like they might. I just couldn't tell you where exactly they, they would. I don't think Jaguars are technically north of Mexico, are they? Yeah. There's Jaguars in Jacksonville, Florida. I know that. <laughs> there's, no, there's not. Well, there has to be. Aren't. There's a only enough to team. fill up about half the stadium. <laughs> I mean, we can maybe get into an argument about uh, what mountain lions are called, but I'm pretty sure that Florida has a version of the mountain lion, but I don't think it's called a jaguar, is it? No. You know, no. for I, I had to laugh a little bit for, just for like this is completely off the subject here, but for the record, I actually watched the first episode of Tiger King just two days ago. So, oh shit. Oh. Yeah, so we're talking about big cats. My eyebrows kind of uh, a little bit like Oh <laughs> no. Yeah. We could get into soccer team names from the seventies or eighties all day long, I think. Oh yeah. Can I I want to say something about the strikers? I mean, yeah. I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before that the strikers came to my elementary school. So that's when I got into soccer back in second grade. Um, but Tino Letary was the goalie. And Tino Letary is now uh, the son-in-law of Lou Nanny. And everybody, oh. everybody knows who Lou Nanny is. Yeah. You know, general manager, played for the North Stars. Yeah. You know, he's big in this town. 
Um, so he, Tino is his son-in-law and I think they have a kid who plays uh, hockey. So it's this whole lineage of things going on with Tino Letary, Lou Nanny and this whole big thing. So, oh. you know, yeah. Nice. Uh, so you guys would like to know. Yeah. So since, you know, we're at home and I have access to the internet quite quickly, uh, there is no Jaguar in, in Florida. The, oh. the mountain lion version of the lion in Florida is the panther. So that's even weirder because isn't it Carolina Panthers? Carolina Panthers, yeah. Well, Florida so, Panthers are the NHL team. Yeah, Florida. And, and the, the Panther zone apparently is in southern Florida, though it does reach all the way into north into Arkansas. I heard in uh, – Oh, that's a long way. I heard in Florida there's a lot of cougars and saber-tooths. Sabretooths. Sabretooths. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so actually, interesting. I introduced uh, my daughter to uh, the Flintstones. Oh, uh, just a couple weeks ago. Good times. I was not interested. What? I thought it was. I mean, I was. Like, I, I'm like living my childhood all over again. Give her, give her the Jetsons because that's more futuristic. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. They got the robot and the flying cars and everything and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, oh, Connor, continue. I'm sorry, we went off. Connor, no, that's all right. Um, so, uh, last one for April 25th, 2015. United drew uh, against the San Antonio Scorpions, two uh, two, and this was still back when they were in the NASL. Um, and I think that was still fairly early. Yeah, that was pretty early into their season. Uh, all right, moving on to April 26th, uh, 1985. Strikers lose game two of the quarterfinal playoffs at, wait for it, Las Vegas Americans, 6-4. Series mm. tied now at 1-1. Mm. Again, Las Vegas Americans. I feel like Americans can be found everywhere. But you could have done like Las Vegas like strippers, slots or sluts, <laughs> stripper, I don't know. High rollers. <laughs> High rollers. <laughs> High rollers. <laughs> Yeah, that's Americans is just uh, not a good game. That's, that's, just, that's actually just kind of weird. You know, yeah. it's funny, and I think Dave will know this. I don't know if Connor's seen this movie. David, I don't see the movie. Uh, Any given Sunday, Stevens. Mm-hmm. So the Minnesota team is called the Minnesota Americans. Yes, and that because really? Minnesota Vikings, Minnesota Americans. Well, yeah, because they 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 took the NFL teams and made them into like secondary team so the yeah. miami oh. dolphins miami sharks you know but the minnesota team is the minnesota americans for for people who haven't seen that movie i first of all i think you should see that movie oh yes but, oh yes but uh i it didn't get reviewed critically very well i don't think no. and i think i i and i'm not sure why because i really love that movie i think the biggest knock on it was because of it had that second it was its premise was that it was another football league competing with the NFL and not only competing, yeah. but doing very well. And I think no. just people couldn't get behind that because otherwise I think it was a really good movie. It, you know, from the player standpoint, coaches, owners, you know, doctors, it, I, it, I thought it was great. Yeah. And I think it, I think it really showed what teams were like. I, be, I totally believe that teams did the things that they do in any given Sunday yeah, to yeah. Their, those players do it. The doctors do it. I b- totally believe that. Yep. Plus, yeah. Al Pacino, plus Al Pacino's in that movie. Come on. 
I mean, right. yeah, I'll, I'll put on the list of movies to watch. Then. It's a great movie. Yeah. Long, long. I think it's like three oh. hours. Yeah. It is close to three. Oh, Connor, you haven't seen that movie? Oh, you're so lucky. I have not it's seen that but, movie. But no. like I said, I think the only reason it didn't get critically reviewed well is because of the fact that it had this premise where not only was it not the NFL, it was mm-hmm. competing with the NFL. And, and just I think that people just couldn't get behind that. But if you can just forget that for a moment, I think it's a really good movie. All right. Awesome. Cover, I think it, yeah, it covers all sports in, in that way. Like Tony was talking about the relationship yeah. with the, I mean, the, the coaches, owners, players, it's, it's good. And I guess it's an Oliver Stone movie. He's actually in the movie as a broadcaster. So okay. Oliver Stone. Nice. Uh, the only other thing I will say is you do see some naked men and that's, <laughs> I've seen I don't know. Python. I think we're okay. Yeah. I don't know why they, I don't know why they included. I don't know why it was part of the movie when they included some of these guys. But I'm like, I don't. Oliver Stone, I guess, has his own I, deal. But I think it was Cameron Diaz's idea. She just wanted to be. Uh, in that. That's what yeah. you're referring to. I'm assuming, Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. they found. Maybe they found these guys at the Japanese festival you talked about a few. Right. Few they could have. Yeah, it's the Japanese festival. Yeah. Yes. Of <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so I have just cracked a second beer, guys. Yeah. I have two. Um, yeah, me three. This is the Axe Dragger from Beaver Island in St. Cloud. Beaver Island, yeah. Yep, and uh, I've been to that brewery too. It was it. It's a nice kind of it. It's a lot like Lupulin, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. If if you've been to Lupulin, it's 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 really cool. Oh, we've been to Lupulin. Yep. Um, unfortunately, uh, side note: uh, St. Cloud, Stearns County has some of the most coronavirus pay- people up there because of their meatpacking plant. Yeah. Well, we're not now wait a minute. Politics of meatpacking here. Lupulin, Lupulin, Lupulin is in Big Lake. We're not all the way up yeah, to St. No, Cloud. Beaver, is, Beaver Island's in St. Cloud. Yeah. Oh, Beaver, Beaver Island. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Connor. All right. So, uh, where did I, here we go. 1987, uh, April 26th. Strikers lose against the Kansas City Comets, four three. Um, 2011. The, the NSC Minnesota Stars lose at Puerto Rico Islanders 3-1. Worst name in sports. Um, Which one? The NSC Stars. The NSC Stars. I was going to say exactly. Puerto Rico. NSC is, just drives me nuts. I was going to say Puerto Rico Islanders because, yeah, you're on an island. Can we not think of anything else? Like sugar canes or – You're like the John Madden of soccer games. So what yeah. was rum, the – Rum runners? The, I don't know. I actually really liked that. I don't know why, but maybe it was because I was starting to really get into local soccer at that time, at least, mm-hmm. you know, on the surface. But I, I really liked the name. I, I got into the name Stars. I, I, I'm not sure well, why, but fine. was mm-hmm. the NSC that was, was that just National Sports that, Center? Yeah. NSC was National Sports Center. That just drove me nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Because they were, they were, weren't they owned by the people who owned the. I think they were owned by the NASL at the time uh, yeah. before Bill McGuire uh, bought them. I mean, there's some weird. I mean, before the United came about, there's some weird history involved yeah. in soccer and Blaine. I mean, ownerships and things of that nature that yeah. just went like a roller coaster type. You go on Wikipedia and look it up because it's it's flipping nuts. Yeah, the, yeah. It, the team that nobody wanted. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. That, I credit that too. I think it was Jeff Ruder that said that. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I, yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving forward to 2014, 
United wins against FC Edmonton. Uh, which, by the way, um, I think that's the uh, the Flyover Cup um, from way back in the day. They had a rivalry name for ah. it, the mm-hmm. Flyover Cup. Because no one cares about anything in between the two states. Pretty nope. much. <laughs> and, and technically, no one cares about Minnesota either. So, you know. They think Minnesota's Canada. So, yeah. pretty much. So, yeah. Igloos. We live in Igloos. Yeah. yeah. We do. All right. Moving on to April 27th, 1986. The Strikers win game two of semifinal playoffs against the Cleveland Force, six to two, and they tie the series at 1 1. And then 2007, the Thunder lose against the Atlanta Silverbacks, 3 1. Oh, Silverbacks. Yep. Mm. 2013, United wins at the Atlanta Silverbacks, 3 2. Hold on a second. Are the Silverbacks still around? No. I don't think they're so. Done. They're done? They they tried yeah. to come back, and then the Atlanta United happened. Okay. All right. Um, I would like to say 2007 was actually the very first season that I paid attention to Minnesota soccer. Wow. That was the first season that I really started going to Thunder Games. All yeah. right. There was one. Oh, there it is. Um. 2010, Stars, uh, the Stars lose against the Rochester Rhinos, 3-0. Again, and then, Rhinos, come on. Yep. Well, the Rhinos have been around for a while, actually. They were the Rochester Raging Rhinos uh, back in the back when the Thunder played them. Are there now Rhinos the, in Rochester? No. Nope. <laughs> nope. 2012. Stars draw at Atlanta Silverbacks. Silver Silverbacks. I said Silverbacks. Yes, you did. Three three. <laughs> That's not right. alcohol and <laughs> Yeah, that happens. Yeah, I haven't eaten that much today either. Join the club. Uh, yep. 2018. Uh United win against the Houston Dynamo. 2 1. Whoop whoop. And then uh we we're, we're already on the twenty eighth, right? Yeah. Twenty eighth. Mm-hmm. So the 28th, last year, United get the first ever win at Allianz Field against D.C. United. Um, I think we were, were we all there? I think we were all there. I was there. Yeah. I was there. I think I was there. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I was not. I feel like I, I think was we were there. Like, were we? Oh, so we were no. sitting in your seats? Ah, I don't remember. We must have been. I mean, I would have been in my seat, but. Yeah. Pretty but, sure we were there. I was there. Angelo Rodriguez uh, mm-hmm. kind of half volleyed yeah. it in there. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't remember if I was in my seats or not, actually. Maybe I was in your seats by myself. I don't know. I was there. Uh, let's see. And the, it was the 28th of March 28th last of year. April. 28th April. of April. Let's see. Hmm. Yeah, no, I'm just looking at my calendar because I feel like. Maybe, uh, yeah, I could have been there. Gosh, why don't I? It's not. I think, we're, Dave. I think we're. With, I think we're there. I think we're sitting David's seats. He probably was. Okay. He was playing the Wonder Wall hey, with Johnny. I can't remember if that's the game I was there or not? Because I wasn't. I was typically in my seats, but um, I don't. It might know. have been a. Well, you know, I think we, I was. I was. I'm sure I was at that game. 
right. Although there were a lot of games last year I saw in Wonderwall at, so I don't you know what DC true. United and Wayne Rooney. You know what? I was not there. I think I was in New Zealand. That's why I'm having such a Ooh, time with this yeah. one. I think I was bad not choice. there. Bad choice. Yes. Mm, yeah. yeah. I, I'm just trying to f- figure out what that would have been more of a memory in my mind. And yeah, that that's the, that's the reason, you know, I, it was exciting to start out the season with, you know, the opener against NYCFC, but uh, yeah, I was not there for the first win, which obviously I was hoping it could have been there for the opener, but uh, did not happen. NYCFC. Yeah. Uh, no. You're pretty close in that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Moving on to April 29th, 1978. The kicks win at the Chicago Sting, 1-0. Um, 1979, the kicks win against the Atlanta Chiefs, 4-1. to The Chiefs. Wow. Know, the the Chiefs were in Atlanta. Sure, yeah. Mm. Uh, Terrible games. Uh, oh, my God. You're going to love this one. 1998, the Thunder lose at the Orange County Zodiac, 2-1. to Oh, well, now hold on. There's historical reference behind this. The Zodiac Killer, Orange County. Was that in Cal- Is that in California? Yes. Oh. It was? Zodiac Killer, yes. That was, that was Orange County, yes, I believe. That would be it's, a crazy way to name. It's San Francisco. San Francisco's in Orange County, right? No. San Francisco's no. in uh, uh, San It's like L.A., Hold on a second. Let me look at Zodiac Orange, Killer. Orange, count, Orange County Orange is south of LA. Yeah. Yeah. Zodiac. But it's it's killer. it's the county that's just south of LA County. Yeah. 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 And so San Fernando Valley, I want to say, might be the county, mm. but that would be up north in San Francisco. That's that's I got right. a feeling that's what it was named after, though, because or California. Yeah. Zodiacs. I bet you five bucks. Fun fact, Orange County is where I'm originally from, actually. What? I was born in Orange County. What? Yeah. You're Santa born Santa the, from the OC? I'm from the OC, man. So that, that yeah, whole show, I'm an OG that, from the OC. That show on Fox was about your upbringing? Of course. Would you think anything else? Oh my God. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, 2000. 2017, United lose against the San Jose Earthquakes 1-0. I was at that game, too. That was a big disappointer because San Jose wasn't that good. Well, no, San Jose, that was the year before they had that horrible season, I think. San Jose Um, was just the arch nemesis of Minnesota United, at least prior to last year. Yeah. Um, Because they had all sorts of troubles. I think maybe we finally got that demon off our backs last year. Oh, oh, yeah, we did for sure. And we beat him this year, 5-2. One of the two games we actually did play. That's true. Yeah. Uh, April 30th, 1977. The Kicks lose at the Las Vegas Quicksilvers, 1-0. Hold on a second. Whoa. So they, they're named the Quicksilvers now? Yep, 1977. Yes. Lord. I mean, at least that's... Um, there's silver it's, in the bat, isn't there? Silver, yes. Yeah. I'll, I guess it I'll take that. really fast. Um, 1987, April 30th, Strikers lose at, no, sorry, Strikers lose at home against the Baltimore Blast, 3-0. And then 2011, 
Stars draw against the Carolina Railhawks. Uh, one one. We know what a railhawk is. I have no hawk. idea. It's, it's a hawk that skateboards. Well, that's the easy answer. But what kind of hawk? We know it's a hawk. It's a rail hawk. <laughs> what kind of hawk? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. There. <laughs> um, before we go any further, guys, I've moved on to number two from Omni. It is called Garage Karate. Well, Garage Karate. Now, do you guys know what that reference is? Is it the karate from Friends or what? No, it's from uh, Step Brothers. Oh, cool. Oh, sure. Huh. Which I'm too bad I'm not wearing my Step Brothers shirt today. I'm wearing my Matt Foley your shirt today. Matt Foley. Mm-hmm. Are you in your van down by the river? I, I could do some impressions of that, but I will yeah. not do it on this podcast right now. <laughs> and we're back. We're back out live. I'll do it. But I used to be a big Matt Foley fan. Speaking of Matt Foley, Stevens, I bought a shirt from the Chivery, thechive.com, that you'll enjoy. I told Nels about this. It is a car ramrod shirt. Oh, really? Oh, yes. What's that? Ramrod. Yeah. Ramrod. Car ramrod. That's a good Super Troopers reference. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. It's been forever since I've seen that movie. Yeah. I don't think... I don't think you got well, David and Connor. You guys don't know this, but for years and years and years, we did a thing as a flip cup tournament at Brothers in Minneapolis. A friend of mine uh, put it together, and we had to have a team for your flip cup, and we called ourselves Ramrod. Oh. Deal. And then one year, we actually all got shirts with all the Super Trooper guys on it. And uh, oh yeah, we wore we wore that for many years. With those yeah, shirts. We did. yeah. And this is supposed to, and guys, it's it's so crazy. This is supposed to be the last year of the flip cup tournament. They were closing it down after I think it's 15 years. Oh, um, wow. and we had we had played from year one through year, I think 10, we had played. Then we closed ourselves down. Yep, there I am right there. Oh wow. Yep. <laughs> um and so, uh there we all are with our mustaches and everything. Yeah, nice. Look at that mustache I had. Fantastic. Yeah. Um we had played and this is going to be their last year and it was going to happen on Johnny's bachelor party day. Right. That's right. So I mentioned to my friend who did it. I said, well, I'll stop by after the twins game to see you. I'm not going to play, but I'll come in and pay my 25 bucks. It's for breast cancer awareness. Um, but that's not happening because of coronavirus. So we'll see what happens. Maybe I'll do another one next year, but uh, it was called uh, we'll drink for boobs. I mean, it's a good cause. Breast cancer awareness. Yeah. Yeah. So we played. We never won anything. I don't think we ever made it out of the second round, did we, Dave? Oh, you're wrong. We had we had we had at least one year where we made it yeah. to the semifinal, I think. I think it was really? the year that we had Brendan join us. Okay. So the, the, semifinals All right. was the second round. Semifinals, yeah. Mm-hmm. Semifinals of the final round. Oh, and just a correction. A rail hawk is not actually a hawk. It's a it's a small lap dog. Sorry. Oh. A small lap dog. It can't <laughs> possibly be. No, I'm just kidding. Ooh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they have the, they have the mask all wrong. <laughs> terrible. Right, Let's move on to May. Uh, May 1st, 1976. The kick slews at the San Antonio Thunder to do one. Um, and then... 
1985, Strikers win game four of the quarterfinal playoffs, four to one, and they win that series three to one uh, to move to semifinals. And then 1999, uh, the Thunder won their season opener at the Rochester Raging Rhinos, 1-0. And 2010, the Stars lose at home against the Austin Aztecs, 2-1. Are there there Aztecs in Austin? I don't know. No, you'd have to go a bit further south, I think, for that. uh, Maybe Maybe they came up that far north. We don't know. Yeah. It's got a nice, it's got a nice sound mm-hmm. to it, but uh, it works. All right, moving on to May second, kick nineteen seventy nine kicks win against the Seattle Sounders two one. Oh, nice! Ni- or nineteen seventy nine? Did I say nineteen eighty seven? Nineteen seventy nine. That's what it was. Um, nineteen eighty six Strikers win game three of the semifinal playoffs against the Cleveland Force five four, and they take a two one series lead with that. Um, 1987, Strikers lose at the San Diego Strikers. Wait, Strikers? No, it's the Sockers. I'm sorry. It's like, the Sockers. Weird. Again. I remember, I remember that one. Again, the Sockers. Give me a yep. fucking, give me a fucking break. Come on. <laughs> uh, five, four. That was the score. 1998, Thunder win at New Orleans Storm. Two, one. See. Why not call New Orleans the Hurricanes? Right. Storm. Well, this was 1998 before Katrina hit. I suppose. Hurricane is a storm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Legit. I mean, come on. Uh, and, then ni- and then 1998, the Thunder lost a shootout at the Toronto Lynx after playing to a nil-nil draw. Like L-Y-N-X? Yep. I spo- yeah, I guess they could be in Toronto, right? Yeah. Yeah, and we have them here in Minnesota. I so. yeah, I don't either. Huh. I'm ready. Oh, we got a picture of Dave going to his uh, refrigerator. That's nice. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Cool. The best oh, thing about he's grabbing another beer. Grabbing a beer. Yeah. Is it Minnesota beer? Dave is Dave Minnesota. Is Minnesota beer. Minnesota yes, beer, Dave? it is a Minnesota beer. And actually, I, I, I know you, Connor and Tony, showed yours, but I actually went with another kind of crushable. Um, Beautiful Saturday afternoon beer, which was Radiant Baby. Oh, and Hell Sour. A good one. Mm, I love that and shit. That is one that I've had before, and it's mm-hmm. just, I just went with it because, again, another crushable. It's a sour that, you know, I don't have sours all the time, but uh, it's it's kind of, again, just a refreshing, refreshing beer. So it's, it's, I love the color too. Like here, here it is in my glass. It's just got nice. that nice pink finish. It, just, it looks good, and it is tart. Tasty. Speaking Head of Head Flyer, one of my favorite, yeah, Head Flyer is one of my favorite breweries. I love that one. Head Flyer guys, they they're one of the breweries that will deliver within twenty miles of their brewery. Really? No, so, mm. I think I told you this before. You can get delivered oh, yeah, to your you house. Did. Yeah, I can deliver to my work. It's within twenty yeah. miles. That's right. You know, so I need to do that like next week. I think some Head Flyer shit up there. Um. So, Connor, are we we good on the history of uh, Minnesota soccer? Uh, I still got another week, but we can cut it off right there if we want to. Um, I can skip to today. Okay. Oh, go to today. We're, okay. Yeah. Uh, so today, uh, 1976, the Kicks get their first ever win 
um, oh. San, against the San Jose Earthquakes, 4-1. Wow. Um, this 1981, kicks win the shootout against the Tulsa Roughnecks um, after playing okay. to a nil-nil draw. So now that makes sense. Tulsa Roughnecks. That Tulsa makes sense. Yeah. Yes, Down that makes sense. Oklahoma. That makes sense. Uh, 1986, uh, the Strikers lose game one of the championship series um, at San Diego Soccer's 7-2, and they go down 1-0 in the series. Um, 1987, Strikers win game one of quarterfinal playoffs at the Cleveland Force. Uh, 1999, Thunder win against the New Orleans Storm 2-0. Uh, 2015 United win against the Atlanta Silverbacks 1-0 and lastly 2018 United lose at LAFC 2-0 so thanks in history we're not going to talk about this until next podcast so let's talk about it now what happened one year ago tomorrow May 10th. In Lunacy Podcast History and Minnesota United History. Lunacy Podcast History? They they coincide. Was that the home opener? No. 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 May. It may have been a travel day. <gasps> oh, we were in Chicago. No. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. And Chicago. what you tomorrow? A year from tomorrow. We were at the Ladon. At Five Rabbit. Yeah, Five Rabbit. Yeah, that's right. That and was fire the, when, when they played the fire. fire. That was this okay. That was one of the shittiest soccer games I've ever been to in my life. Yeah, yeah I was watching it from the the Brew Hall in Allianz Field, and I and but, I can't. I that's one of the worst soccer games I've ever yeah. seen. Connor, I will tell you this much. So Sterling was up in the supporters area, which is above us. Me and Dave and our friend Nels had front row seats, front row yeah. by the goal underneath there. A, the weather sucked ass. Yes. B, the team sucked ass. Mm -hmm. And C, what's his nuts? uh, Our former Calvo, he was involved in shit and playing like, oh, look at me. I'm I'm better than what you think I was. I was going to say, didn't he? That was after he went Uh, to the fire, right? That's right. It was his first game. Mm. Second game, second game. Second it game, was I think. such yeah. a sh- it was so shitty it was such a downer yeah and then it, we as supporters were held back for like mm-hmm. half an hour because mm-hmm. supposedly the chicago fire supporters were gonna you know beat us up or something huh? yep mm-hmm. that's right okay it was shit yeah oh, having facebook memories pop up i am too yeah <laughs> let's buy for good yeah um Let's not talk about that anymore. Uh, can, I <laughs> can I talk about my new beer? Yeah, you do it. Beer. Yeah, go ahead. So I went with uh, Lupulin. Ooh. Uh, Fruit Smack IPA. Mm. Huh. It is a strawberry raspberry IPA. It is fantastic. Yes. As pretty much everything Lupulin makes. Yeah. Another another brew we have to get back to. Again, uh, those guys are great. They let us, they let us actually tour their their back room area. They're the first ones to let us tour. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And then of course they've got their secondary space that they're opening up at some point. It's probably delayed a little bit, but, but they have their secondary space where they have concerts and things and all kinds of stuff going on. So yeah, 
Fantastic. Um, let's get out of sports, guys. Let's talk about some funny shit, shall we? Sure. If, if we're shit. making that transition, I think we let's do one more soccer-related story that okay. we want to bring up, and just the, the 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 whole kind of as we get back into actually seeing matches played, and we will in Germany here in a week, mm-hmm. and hopefully an mm-hmm. MLS in a month. But mm-hmm. uh, they did basically come out, and I say they, I mean FIFA and the International Football Association Board. They've right, come yeah. out and yep. have said that they're going to allow, at least as a start, five substitutions per yep. match. That's right. And yep. it's still under, it still has to be made under three windows. You know, you can't have five substitutions at five different times, is what nope. I mean. It has to occur during three different, three, the same three windows. Yep. Uh, not to, plus halftime. So, mm-hmm. and but, you know, it's just, go ahead, Tom. And they've uh, said you don't have to use VAR if you don't want to anymore. Yeah, every league doesn't have to if they want to. Which so who's going to not pass up on? Or who's going to pass up on that? Why wouldn't you? I would. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what was the purpose of the five subs? Because quite honestly, I don't get it. Well, they're doing it. I think the, the, their their official statement kind of referenced like the players' welfare in mind. Oh. Um, they don't know what's going to happen and how this is going to, you know, the pandemic is going to affect certain things. But I think the players' welfare, number one, maybe lack of training, getting back into these games, that mm-hmm. could be a possibility. And mm-hmm. then I think they're actually planning ahead, which is probably a smart move. If, if um, whether it's Europe or more even here in the U.S. or, you know, northern climates, they might have to play games into, you know, I guess in our it would be more for MLS, but you know if they're playing games into de- December in mm-hmm. Minnesota, you know maybe those yeah. weather conditions aren't the normal weather conditions that right. these players yeah. are facing. So, and they've had a lot of. I mean, they've had a, a long uh, stoppage of time here, so getting back into shape, making sure that they're not injuring themselves. You know, I mean, yeah, I suppose. it's a good play yeah. for them. That's the biggest part of it, I think, yeah. just the lack of maybe potentially the lack of training. And you've had in some cases in Europe and here, well, we're two games in an MLS, but you have had, you know, you ramped up to full game speed and then mm-hmm. you've ramped all the way back down. And now you've got to yeah. come back. So, right. I think so we'll see, on the side of caution. We'll see those new changes come into play when new leagues start opening, when leagues are opening back up. I don't know. I haven't heard if Bundesliga is going to, I mean, the five sub thing, they're probably going to say yes. Yeah, I mean, they they would fall under that. Now, it's up yep. to the league to make that choice, and I haven't exactly. heard specifically about Bundesliga. But. So it'll be by league. Um, I think the VAR thing, I think a lot of them will just say, screw it, you know. Tony, you're, uh, you're getting a little... What? Gray? Yeah, it off now, but... Well, I'm getting gray little up here. Faux mustache going on there. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. I'm also getting very gray up here. Gray on the side here. Almost 41 years old, for fuck's yeah, sake. Happens. Happens. <laughs> I mean, look at my hair. It's getting gray. Oh, it's not getting gray. Sorry. It's still good. It's getting long. Have you, have you gone to an underground like uh, barber? 2001 emo kid. I know I do. Yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't got an underground barber because my salon has put out, in, well, I told David this uh, because his wife goes there. Uh, they put on they put out a thing the other day saying they're planning an opening May May 18th and they have all these different things they're doing, you know. The, 
They're not washing anybody's hair anymore like they used to. Uh, if you have to sit outside and wait for them to call you in, uh, there's no waiting room. There's no free coffee, all that type of stuff. So, um, so May 18th, I hope I can get back in and get some of this trimmed off. Cause it's getting like, I'm coming a hippie here. For- where is this? Where's this place? Cause I badly need a haircut too. Don't tell them. Kinda- don't tell them. <laughs> have to go back to it too. It's in Brooklyn park. It's in Brooklyn park. Okay. It's called Taj. Taj. Yep. They're a fantastic right. salon. They really they are. They are. Yeah. Okay. My my stylist Rika. I've had her for ten years now, and uh, even though I get shit from my wife because I spend a lot of money there, I'm like, I don't give a shit. I love her. She's great. You get so. you guys aren't gonna feel sorry for me. I know because my hair really isn't look, that. Long. That's not even but bad. Heck, you I, look like I, you're not losing hair. Well, I know, but <laughs> I'm oh, I'm losing plenty. I just have to bend over a little bit further. But <laughs> but the. Like what you guys don't understand is I'm so used to having it fairly, cl- you know, clothes cropped on the sides. Oh, yeah. You know, when I can pull yeah. my hair out like that, like it's yeah. just, I'm used to being very clean shaven on the sides at least. And so it just feels bushy. So yeah, I can't get sympathy from somebody like Tony who's used to having his hair this long. Point is I am not, I'm used to, you know, the, the 1942 uh, crew cut. Mm-hmm. A haircut. That's that's what I'm used to. Yeah, I, I'm using a lot of pomade lately because oh yeah, it takes a lot to yeah. get this. Because I'm usually pretty short on the sides too. Yeah. So I'm trying to have to like. I'm doubling up. I mean, pomade and hairspray just to get this shit back. <laughs> you know, just blow it off like 1986. I thought about doing that a couple times. I haven't had time to do it. One of these days at work, I'm just going to go blow it up. Honestly, just you're starting to get a little. The cure look going on. Man. I know, I know, I know. It's. Yeah. I've decided. Hey. I've also decided that I'm not shaving until I get a haircut. So. Oh, there you go. There's nothing. There. Everything's just. Watch sooner or later, he's going to look more like flock of seagulls. Right. What, what, if, no. what if this is one of those things that comes out of this pandemic? Is like Tony or myself or any of us that just decide, hey, you know what? Maybe I actually like my hair a little bit longer than normal. Well, so, yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, but you know, I've been and again, personal note. I had short hair, shortish hair for a long time. And I started to grow it out about a year, year and a half ago to a point. Uh, but now that point has been overtaken. I mean, long hair is one thing, but long, long hair is completely the other deal. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're dealing with, I mean, I don't even want to tell you when I wake up in the morning and have to deal with this shit, <laughs> it's bad, man. Yeah, Tony, give me another uh, six weeks and I, maybe I'll look like you. I don't know yeah. about that. Probably. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, before we get out of here, guys, let's get some funny stories in because yeah. we live in a world now where everything's on Zoom and everything is recorded. We have reporters uh, recording from different spots without cameramen. We've got Zoom meetings happening everywhere. And I have two stories about that. So what do you guys want to hear first? You want to hear about the uh, anchor who was caught doing uh, naughty things or the city official who was let go from his position because he did something bad? Let's do the anchor. Yeah. All right. So this is a guy, I think he's out of Spain. News anchor allegedly caught cheating when scantily clad women is spotted during his at-home broadcast. So a new, oh, wow. from Spain. a news anchor from Spain found himself in an awkward situation when his at-home broadcast included an unexpected guest. 
Last week during Alfonso Merlo's Estado de Alarma broadcast, which he was having to do remotely due to the coronavirus, a partially dressed woman walked by behind him as he was seemingly unaware. Viewers noticed that the woman, who appeared to be wearing only a bra, was reportedly another journalist named Alexia Rivas and not Marta Lopez, the woman that Merlos was known to be dating at the time. Several fans accused Merlos of cheating on Lopez, who starred on Big Brother. Merlos later addressed the incident on the Anna Rosa show and said that he had broken up with his famous girlfriend prior to the incident. If you think that my attitude has not been correct, blah, 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 he says he broke up with her. Then, of course, Rivas came out, the lady who was naked on his broadcast, came out later. I didn't get into a relationship. He told me he was single, she said, according to the Metro UK. We've been seeing each other for three weeks. And, of course, however, his girlfriend alleged that she and Merlos had not broken up or were simply in a midst of an argument. I have been mad at Alfonso for four days. He didn't want to do something that affected my family. I did it, and he got mad. We argued, she added. So this is a little bit of a he should see, uh, he said, she said thing. But basically, he's doing a live broadcast for the news, and a woman comes out of the background, I think the bathroom, with only a bra on. That's not his girlfriend. And then <laughs> things got crazy. Sorry, is, I, I had to Google it. I know. <laughs> but seriously, guys, this is the world we now live in. I mean, it used to be you had a camera guy there and everything. Now it's like at home, and he's like, eh, whatever. And she walks behind him, and I saw the video, and it's I mean, not good. Yeah, he would have assumed that nothing was going to come into his background, and she no. wouldn't have walked across. But yeah. you just, you know, you know. And she's looking on her phone, looking down. I mean, yeah. Unaware. Completely like yeah. half naked. She's she's half naked. And my other thing too is she's only wearing a bra. She's not right. wearing any pants. I'm like, right. What the yeah. hell? Put some pants on. Pete's sakes. I mean, we've already had the guy. We we have the guy. You guys know about this. The guy. I think it was was it America where he was on a Zoom thing. His Zoom video was too far out, so you could see his legs. He yeah. was wearing a nice shirt, but he was wearing only shorts. Yeah, yeah. Boxer shorts underneath. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, these are things you have to think about now. It's true. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just a matter of time before this started happening. I mean, because the, well, like, yeah. this is happening. Everybody is doing this. Everybody's recording from home, broadcasting from home. And it was just a matter of time before stuff like this was going to come out. That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. So this guy got in a little trouble because of the whole coronavirus thing. We now have. Well, it's not even a. I classify it as a worse story because this guy seems like a jackass. Um, what he did during this Zoom meeting is ridiculous. But a city official who he tossed a cat during a Zoom meeting, he resigned from his commission. He was a planning commissioner of uh, Vallejo, California. He resigned for throwing his pet cat and apparently drinking a beer during a Zoom meeting between city officials that was made public. Oh. During the April 20th teleconference of the city's planning commission, Chris Platzer announced, I'd like to introduce my cat, then picked up his pet before suddenly tossing the animal off screen. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't, I don't have a cat. Tony, you do. But I have a dog. They always land on their feet. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> what do I mean? Again... 
tossing any animal during a Zoom meeting that's publicly around, not the best thing to do, right? Could be but, construed in a bad way. Yeah, but I'm, yeah. what I'm saying is whoever decided they should fire this guy probably didn't realize that cats land on their feet. Yeah, I mean, but It's a pretty resilient. But yeah. it's not only the cat tossing. It's also the uh, plaster was seen sipping from a green bottle during the meeting. So? After the conference ended, he could be heard making derogatory remarks. Oh. I'm going to call bullshit on you, you oh. little bitches, according to the original commission meeting video oh. released by Northern California right. City. Oh. And he said he resigned. He said, I did not conduct myself in the Zoom meeting in a manner befitting of a planning commissioner and apologize for any harm I've inflicted. I serve with the pleasure of the council. No longer have the trust and backing. I extend my gratitude. Blah, 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 blah. So pretty much this guy said, uh, you know, he was obviously, well, he could have been drinking, did some bad things, and he threw a cat. Yeah, and for the record, I'm not, I, I'm not advocating animal abuse. I'm just saying that maybe, like, I've, I've seen it done. I don't own a cat, but I've seen it done. Like, if you okay. toss a yeah. cat, they but, do land on their feet. I'm not. Right suggesting maybe this was done in such a manner that it was a violent way of doing throwing a cat or tossing a cat or whatever but yeah it I, been I done mean a way. yeah it, it's tough to but okay so you're a, you're a public official though okay yeah. a you want to be you're in a zoom meeting that's public access right yeah sure. so you want to say you don't want to bring your cat and do it anyways if the cat jumps up on you you say you know Grr. Whatever. You, you well, say, here's my cat, and you throw it? Come on. But well, he's a public official. We already know he's a douche. Yeah, yeah exactly. well, <laughs> wait a minute. I guess what we, we need, Sterling. like David, like David <laughs> said, we do need Sterling, more we're not context. getting into that shit. <laughs> we need a little more context. Was he, was he, was the official wearing pants? Well, I don't know if he was Porky Piggin or not, but... I mean, because... Um, you know, it, was it just beer or, you know, are we talking like Coke-laced beer? Well, I'm, th- I'm thinking green bottle, so I'm thinking like yeah. it's probably be some beer. Heineken or something. Yeah, some Heineken Buda. would be the most likely. There's a Buddha beer that they have that's green bottle. Uh, there, there's an Italian beer that's pierogi. Per- uh, yeah, pierogi's green bottle. Yeah, pierogi, yeah. yeah. Um, Could have been a bottle of Perrier. Could have been. Could have been. Yeah. been. Yeah. But then... On top of that, you add comments after the meeting's over saying, I'm going to kick somebody's ass, little bitches. It's just. Well, maybe they did. Yeah, that'll do it. But you're a public official, David. I mean, you have to be nice during these things. Yeah, but if you're getting, if you're, yeah. even if you are a douche, you're, even if you get caught being a douche, that's, if you get caught being a douche, that's a whole other story. Yeah. You can be a douche behind closed doors all this time. Of course you can. If you get caught, then that's it. If you're a douche behind closed doors, it's a he said or she said thing, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Copying a douche on Zoom, it's a well, you you fucking said it. That's Mm -hmm. right. That's that's the way it is. Yeah, public record. There it is. So he was. uh, Yeah, he resigned. Um, before we get out of here, guys, do we want to talk about Earl Thomas at all? Oh yeah, I hadn't heard about it. Okay, so uh, listen to this podcast. A couple minutes. A couple minutes. Yeah. I don't know if you guys listen, uh, you guys watch NFL. I know Dave and I do, um, but he is a safety for the Baltimore Ravens. He was uh, caught by his wife 
having a group orgy with his brother and a bunch of other women at an Airbnb. Um, basically, she what Dave she uh, broke into his uh, Snapchat account. She, yeah, that's was, exactly how she, she mm-hmm. found out about this um, orgy with her his brother through mm-hmm. by, because she broke into his phone and mm-hmm. Snapchat account. Yeah. Wait. Okay. So we have. We already have two problems here. First problem is you're married and you are doing orgy things. Second problem is not including kind of, well, yeah, but second problem is we're all kind of on lockdown right now. Yeah. So he, he was saying, and, and you know, to make things clear, it's not, they weren't separated. He, during this time that the story you're referencing is Earl Thomas was quarantining or staying at home with his wife. Yes, exactly. Girlfriend, I guess. Was it girlfriend or wife? I'm sorry. But. His girlfriend, wife. I think. Was his well, wife? That was wife. That was girlfriend. That was wife. Was oh, okay. Okay, Maybe we'll just wife. say wag then. Partner. Wag. Partner. <laughs> Partner. Whatever. That's a soccer term, wag. Partner. Yeah, yes. So we are. Yes, they were staying at home together during this time. We, we, already have, we already have two issues here. Okay. So she finds out. She goes to this Airbnb. She brings a gun with her. Uh, she puts uh, Earl Thomas to gunpoint and says, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And the girl's up to gunpoint, whatever, whatever, whatever. And uh, she goes to jail, right? Uh, there are stories that she was chasing Earl Thomas around. And she, he was naked around a car. I don't know if that's true or not. But the funny thing that happens is after this whole thing occurs, people on Twitter are going, Earl, what the, what the fuck are you doing, man? I mean – a, you cheated on your wife. B, we're kind of being in quarantine. And his response is, these things happen. Like, it's no big deal. And then his other response is, you know, this isn't news. You know, this is, why are you guys being involved in my personal life? You know? Well, so, I think the one, the one thing that I kind of got a kick out of when I heard the story is, like, he knew that TMZ was going to break this story. And I think it mm-hmm. happened this week. He he found out that TMZ was going to break the story, say, if we're talking here today. He was going to break the story tomorrow. So he goes on his, I think it was Instagram account, posts a video, and basically says, yeah, I just wanted to let you know about something that's going to drop tomorrow uh, on TMZ, but uh, it's none of your business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That's and essentially it, what he said. So It is what got, it is. He got more viewers because of the fact that he basically – Teased the story that TMZ was going to drop. I mean, so he's a smart guy. He he knows yeah. how to market himself. He got out in front of yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, but we have to understand you guys. I mean, Earl Thomas's thing is blown up because it's crazy. But he's not the only pro athlete doing this type of stuff right now. Sure, right. I mean, they're all doing it. Not all of them. Like Zach Breezy of the Wild is not doing it. But we already heard about Dak Prescott doing something similar, not a group orgy, but he had a party at his house. Right. Yeah. When they were locked down. So, and we have, a, I think going back to soccer, I think there's a Vancouver white cap uh, player who is in quarantine for 14 days because he did break quarantine up there. And he's apologized because of what he did. I don't think he went to go see a side action cool. or anything like that, but he went out of his house and went somewhere else. Yeah, and in fact, uh, go back to the Bundesliga. We have mm-hmm. uh, Salman Kalouf uh, yes. from Dort. 
no, Her- Hertha Berlin, mm-hmm. um, who he uh, broke into the the uh, doctor's office where his teammates were getting tested. Yeah, yeah. And and he he made a joke, and then he made some flippant comments about how he uh, was getting paid less. And yeah, yeah. I mean, what amazes me about that whole situation, Sterling, is the fact that remember when this when everything popped in the United States. It was Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz, who they have video of him going, oh, coronavirus, and he's touching all the microphones. And right, yeah. Then he comes up with coronavirus. Right. Yeah. So let's not do that shit again. Right. Let's not be that guy, and the guy in Germany does that shit. I mean, right. come on. Um, but Earl Thomas, now after this whole situation, supposedly he got a gift of a – a 14 karat gold medallion from his wife for his birthday that was given to him the day that all this shit went down. <laughs> so he's posting that on Facebook, on uh, Instagram, whatever. Like, hey, it's my wife. We're all, we're so good, you know, whatever. The next day, him and his mistress, who was at the whole situation, right. uh, applied for a temporary restraining order against Earl Thomas's wife. I mean, but moral of the story is if you're going to join your brother in orgies against your partner's will, don't own yeah. fire. All right. So you guys, Dave doesn't have a brother. Still, you don't have a brother. No. Connor, do you have a brother? Nope. No. I know. I've never, has a, I have, yeah. I've never been in an orgy with my brother. Again. I have a brother. I have a brother. Okay. I would never go into an orgy with my brother ever. That's a, that's a, yeah, it's a well, interesting. It's just the, Why would you well, do that? It's just the weird things. Like, I mean, I, I'm trying to think back of the orgies I've been in the la- over the last month, but I mean, <laughs> you don't want to, what you don't like, I'm not very high profile. So like, I feel like I can keep them kind of on the down low. You don't want to, you know, make any reference to orgies on social media. I mean, that's number one. Well, you don't put on Snapchat. Hey, eh? no. Did the orgies no. include a Westie? <laughs> oh, right. no comment no, no comment, comment on that one huh? i'm checking out i'm checking out mm-hmm. no. checking out jesus no Christ. just i was i was kidding of course but uh yeah, yeah of, course you, just, of course you were course it's you were. It, but i think bottom line is people are kind of going a little you know stir crazy and then well, maybe would would have that would that have happened with you know let's t- earl t- bring no, it back a, to earl thomas would it yeah. would have would this have happened you know, if we weren't under the circumstances that we were, I don't think so. You don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think there's a lot of pro athletes all over the world who are doing crazy shit because they're locked at home. We're in quarantine. Things are happening. They're going out of their way to do crazy stuff. This old Thomas thing, you know, I don't think he does it if he's not quarantined. I mean, if he's not like locked down. It's a valid point. Years is not locked down. Yeah. yeah, it's a, it's it's definitely a valid point because I mean you think of the lifestyle that I mean we, everybody has had to make sacrifices during this time. But I mean we're not pro athletes. We don't live the kind of lifestyles that maybe they're used to living. You know, traveling across the country and going out and you know clubs and this and that. And where if they're kind of having to live the same lifestyle that we are now, you know, maybe mm-hmm. they go a little bit extra crazy. Think about travel all over the world. 
Well, yeah, I guess I do. Yeah. And I've been sitting in my uh, living room for the last two months. So maybe I am going stir crazy. And maybe well, think about, that justifies what I've done over the last two months. But think about the Earl Thomas nuts. story. <laughs> think about the Earl Thomas story for a second, guys. Professional football player. He can tell his wife that he's going to practices oh, sure. or something different. Training something new. Training something like that. In a lockdown situation, he can't do that. So when he says, well, I'm going to go out, she's like, what the fuck are you going out for? So right. she gets involved. So who knows if Earl Thomas hasn't done this before under the guise of, well, we have a team meeting or we have this going on. And it's probably going on everywhere. Probably. I mean, guys yeah. who normally be like, well, I have a team meeting and that's their whole thing for I'm going to go out and screw five women. They can't do that anymore. Earl Thomas tried. He got found out. True. Yeah. yeah. It's a crazy world we live in, guys. Crazy world. Crazier by the day. Snapchat. Early. Yeah, exactly. So I think uh, we've covered a lot of things today, boys. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything from good soccer, show, soccer to sex. I mean, we're good to go. And beer. And, and beer. Vodka. And beer. Yeah, we've covered everything. Yeah. Um, so we should probably uh, get the fuck out of here. Probably. And uh, close this down. I do have some sponsors to talk about because we're doing a podcast right now. Uh, I want to say thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday's league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. I want to say thanks to everybody who's listening. For myself, Tony, for David, Dave, and Connor, we'll probably talk to you guys in two weeks. All right. Yeah. Good. Good. Will, we be, will we be out at a brewery or will we be back at our homes? That's the question. That's a good point. Mm, good question. That is a good point. Probably at homes. Probably at homes. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. All right, guys. We'll still have plenty of craft brews to bring to you, though. That's right.
It's time to go back to work. There's a lot to do. We have things to make, stuff to build, cargo to ship, customers to serve. So grab a five-hour energy and get ready. For 16 years, through good times and bad, five-hour energy has been there helping hard-working people get stuff done. It's time to go back to work. Let's roll up our sleeves and get going. For more information and to order online, visit 5hourenergy.com. At JCPenney, we know you miss us and we miss you. So what if we said we had a store that's open all day, every day? We do. It's jcp.com or the JCPenney app. Need a swimsuit? We've got them. Something new and cute for summer? Look no further. Exclusive JCPenney brands plus your favorite national brands? Yes and yes. Check our site for the latest coupons. And when you spend $49 or more, standard shipping is free. JCPenney. Exclusions apply. See jcp.com for details.